It was a uh, deadly 24 hours in the city of Toronto. Uh, We had six shooting incidents across the city and two dead in 24 hours. That brings our homicides this year to a record 95. Here to talk about it, we're joined by David Perry, CEO of Investigate. Investigative Solutions Network Incorporated. You're a 28-year decorated career with the uh, Toronto Police Service, and uh, it's good to have you on the show, David. This is the first time we've met. It's good to be here, and it's good to meet you. Well, thanks for being here. Now, I mean, I'm looking at the shootings in the city, and, you know, we've we've noticed that there's been an increased gunplay, to say the very least. Uh, it's been very brazen daylight gunplay in the city all year long. But um, just going through the shooting incidents, six of them in 24 hours, what's, what's the first thing that you thought when you heard about this? Well, the first thing that I thought is that's not the first time we've heard about that this year, that we've had, you know, sort of a pattern of really horrible 24-hour and 48-hour periods of violence in the city of Toronto and in the GTA. And uh, this is something that most of us who have been around law enforcement as long as I have have predicted and knew was coming. And I I think we finally reached a point where we're starting to lose a grip on our streets in Toronto. And uh, the gangs are starting to get a foothold that uh, none of us hoped would ever happen. 24 hours, six shootings. Are, this might seem like a leading question, but are we in the middle of a gang war here? It certainly has the earmark of a gang war or gang retaliation. But it's certainly, in, in my humble opinion, it's, it's gang conflict for sure. And... Um, you know, the, the, the prevalence of guns on our streets today and mostly in the hands of, of gang members is starting to have quite an impact. It, it used to be in, in areas that were commonly plagued by, by gang violence where gang members lived and, and associated, and now we're starting to see that it happens uh, regularly in the entertainment district, mm-hmm. in public malls, and just about anywhere that you would expect to, to be able to go about your business and be safe, and uh, it's it's alarming. I know that my comments are shared by every police officer that I speak to today, and uh, it's a big concern, and there certainly needs to be something very significant happen to change this. In the past 24 hours, we, you know, you spoke about um, the, the areas that used to have gang activity where gang members lived. Jane and Finch, two shootings there. Uh, Eglinton and Keel, Bathurst and St. Clair, and King and Spadina. I mean, there's this is Christmas party time, and I mean, that sounds like a, a, a silly thing to say, but there's a lot of people out and about around those areas. Um, why do you think it is that gangs have felt like now they have control of the street? What has changed? Well, there's been some significant changes, and uh, I know that some politicians and perhaps even some police leaders would disagree with me on this, but I can tell you that carding and the change to what was typically known as street investigations and the fact that most police officers in Ontario can't do that anymore has changed the activity and the boldness of, of gangs. And we hear this coming through typically on wiretaps where I remember just a few short years ago, the information we'd get from wiretaps and listening to gang members speaking back and forth was don't carry your gun and don't commit a murder in Toronto because they'll actually come after you. And today it's just the opposite. They're, they're talking about carrying their guns with impunity. And even if they do get caught, the courts will throw the case out because it was an illegal search and seizure. And I feel fairly strong about this. I think as a society, uh, we need to come together and figure out who do we want to manage our streets. Do you want the police? And the police, in my view, are the good guys and they are the community. 
or do we want the gangs to own the streets and to have what we've just seen in the last 24 hours with all of this violence and all of these shootings and uh, somehow we need to get back to business and allow the police to do their job and allow them to be able to stop and investigate suspicious activity including gang activity so even if it's at the cost of some innocent people being uh pulled over and uh and you know spoken to by the police officers intimidated they would say they would say that and um you know we have because that would be listen i've been pulled over by a police officer it is an intimidating experience I've been pulled over by a police sure. officer, and I'm a former police officer, and it's an intimidating experience. But do we have to just realize that this is something that we're going to have to go through in order to, to make sure that, you know, uh, there'll be innocent people having to deal with some intimidating experiences in order to uh, clean up our streets? And look, it's always my view, as long as the police are respectful in the way they treat everybody when they do these uh, these investigations and they have these interactions, that there could be an awful lot more good that comes out of that kind of an interaction than bad. And I know that the police officers that I worked with, uh, you know, one of the things we prided ourselves on was that if we stopped somebody and spoke to them and we realized that there were no issues, we spent additional time talking to them and explaining why we do what we do and making sure that we continue to try and develop a relationship in those communities. But now we have nothing. We have we have police officers who are prohibited from doing their job and going into very difficult communities. And the communities themselves are asking the police to come back. That's what we should really be listening to. And, yes, we have to be respectful and we have to find that fine line. But, you know, I believe it was a knee-jerk decision in Toronto, and it was made by our mayor to stop carting. And I don't think it was done with the appropriate consultation and research and the impact is what we've experienced in the last uh, 24 hours. And we're going to see more of this until we get our police officers back out there and doing what they should be doing and they want to do, which is to protect our communities. Well, that's unsettling, to say the least. We have uh, under a minute left here. And Mike McCormack, who is the uh, head of the Toronto Police Association, he tweeted out, and part of his tweet was not only about the stats on how many shootings happened in the last 24 hours, but mandated cuts to police staffing result in uh, reactive police Policing police presence key to providing proactive and community policing and preventing crime. Uh, what do you think about that? Is that accurate? That's accurate, and I don't always agree with the association slant on things, and that's no disrespect to Mike McCormick or any other association president, but I would have to agree with him. And if you want to do some fact-checking on that, go to any police station, and each one of those stations in Toronto is divided up into patrol areas for a car, which is supposed to be operated by police officers every single shift 24-7 and many of those cars sit in the police lot all day all night because we just don't have the police officers to put out there like we used to and that that's a a significant change in the way we approach our work Uh, not that many years ago if there was ever a car that that wasn't deployed the biggest question for that unit commander the next day was why not and today the levels have dropped to the point where i quite frankly think it's dangerous and i support the officers that are trying to do the best they can with their limited resources and i disagree with the politicians when they say more police officers are not the answer i've been there done it projects major investigations more police officers have a very positive impact on the crime rates and if it's done right and they're trained properly it also builds very good community relations. I think we need to get back to some decent staffing levels. I got to leave it at that. Dave, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Hope to talk to you again. Anytime. Cheers.